Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to uh, Under the Radar with uh, me, Sean Hughes. Brilliant guest as ever. Astrid is in with me again. Hello. And uh, later on, we'll be talking to Ruben Castro, who's a pest exterminator. But my special guest, I always like them to introduce themselves. Uh, tell us uh, who you are, John, and uh, explain yourself in 800 words. <laughs> uh, my name's John Kearns, a uh, stand-up comedian, um, and uh, yeah, my life's kind of changed because I won an award last year, so I wouldn't have classified myself as that full-time. Well, you wouldn't so. have classified yourself as a comic. I would have, but not, like, full-time. No, well done, I saw the show, and it's great, and, uh, like, people really, really love the show, don't they? It's been nice. It, people are, um, it, yeah, no, some people... Lots of uh, mid twenties men who are still living at home. That's uh, your core audience. Absolutely, they 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 they're very happy with it. <laughs> and um, at the end, when I get all the guys up as well, because I I played around with getting everyone up, and yeah. then I just get the men up at the end. Um, girls have been really like they felt empowered by seeing all these men just kind of holding each other at the end of the show. It is it is very beautiful. But so uh, now, because also the first thing I wanted to say to you, yeah, because we were just talking slightly off air about uh, because it was London and that's where you're from, yeah. all your friends and family were coming along, mm. which uh, like weirdly people go, Oh, isn't that great? That's supportive, but I cannot stand that. No, I well, it's obviously amazing that they came, but when you haven't seen someone for eight years and there's ten of them, like I remember I went downstairs to the bar and they were all sitting there with the uh, kind of girlfriends and boyfriends, and I couldn't tell if I had forgotten their names and I'd gone to school with them, or like, I've never met them before. Right? They're all saying hello, well done, and they all give you these looks like, but you can't believe I'm here, <laughs> and you're just <laughs> looking at them like, uh, no, can't can't believe it. And then you get messages going, sorry, I didn't make it, and it's like it was on for three weeks, and you you get angry then if yeah. they didn't because you're like, well. But, yeah, it's, like, I remember my dad came to, like, my dad would not like my comedy, but he came because he felt he should be supportive, but sat in the front and fell asleep. <laughs> so that was a fairly tough gig. But I, I had a weirder one, uh, just on, because I'm on tour at the moment, and I played Milton Keynes, and there's a super fan who lives there who goes to my shows. She was sitting in the front, which I don't mind, but she was wearing a T-shirt with my face on it from 20 years ago. <laughs> so that's really off-putting. <laughs> And I'm just saying to her, can you please, this, I don't really need to see what I used to look like, it's staring at me throughout the whole show. Did you used to, what was that, was that merchandise? Yeah. You had a picture of, you should have, a, you should have one now for this tour, just contrast. Well, I know, well, yeah. Well, 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 on the back, put it on the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here and now. But, um, it's, but that is, uh, it, it's hard, because also when friends come along as well, they never say, I love the show and stuff, so you're left with that kind of silence for a little bit, where oh, you yeah. have to kind of go, well, did you like it? Well, they ignore it. Yeah. They completely ignore it. But And they also, it's their night out as well. So they're getting, you know, leathered. Because, hmm. you know, they're, they're at the Soho Theatre. They've never been there before. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, this is great, this place. It's open till one. And it, uh, 
<laughs> you haven't seen them for eight years, so you can't go. And it was, I mean, uh, God, the, I felt I felt the work was Afterwards, after the show. Yeah. Um, when you did your stand-up, did, you, did your folks go along? I did a thing at Hackney once, and my whole family came. And uh, my mum, dad, my sister, my, several of my cousins, cousins turned up, and they literally sat in the front row because they were so excited. Yeah, but this, it's just horrendous. This is the thing that my, my cousins came, and they're thirteen and fourteen, and um, a lot of people in the audience didn't know they were cousins. And <laughs> the stewards were looking at them like. <laughs> this isn't the Lion King kind of thing, but it was great because, like, at the end of my. But you do have a horse. I was exactly. It's not. Exactly. Um, but like, I I put a dress on and stuff, and I just remember looking at my cousin, who's like thirteen, and I did. I don't know, but I kind of felt. Had you seen them at Christmas? Uh, I had. Yeah, no, they give they give me a twenty quid check as well. I was doing all right, but they they check or a, a voucher. Check. Right, that's very check. old. <laughs> Is that old? Would you hear that? I think grandmothers are the only ones who give checks, isn't it? The postal orders, <laughs> stamps, so Post stamps, checks. I haven't had a check like that for ages. But also, when when you won the award, uh, I, I saw you getting the award, and you made a really good speech. Right, like it was quite a pointed speech, wasn't it, about the industry? Yes. So, well, can you tell me what it was? When you got? Yes, I did. Uh, no, I, uh, well, I, I kind of, um, well, I just basically the, uh, the lead up to Edinburgh. I was getting um, lots of meetings with agents and stuff, but it was very vague. And uh, they, I, I remember getting one email that said I, I was too niche for a, and then in quotes, comedy audience. So then I remember one night I read it out on stage and I made a joke about it being in inverted commas, like people that like me aren't exactly comedy <laughs> audiences kind of thing. Um, and then... Over Edinburgh, it kind of started quite quietly, but then, as Edinburgh works, like momentum was building, and then people were emailing but, me. But you were at the free fringe as well, yeah, so which is harder to. Well, that's the thing. Like, if anybody wanted a comp or anything, they had to email me personally. It wasn't like yeah. there was no, there's nobody coming in who I didn't know. So everyone I knew coming in, I knew where they were sitting. I'd sorted it all out like that morning. So all of a sudden, I was getting emails from people saying they wanted to come, and these were people months previous who wouldn't have taken a risk taking me up to Edinburgh or anything like that. And then... But did you have an agent already at this point? No, no, no. Right. No. She's just looking after yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then... So then when I won it, I was looking at people in that room who had told me months previous that I was too niche and it wasn't going to work. And it just felt really good. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But I, are they the ones you ignored then, or like have you got an agent now? Oh yeah, the, the agent I've got now. Um, I, I tried for a few months to not have an agent, if I'm honest. But I what a maverick! Nearly had a <laughs> nearly had a breakdown. So um, I just uh, yeah, the ones that I've got now, I, I didn't go back to anyone who kind of you didn't. No, no, no. Well, well, if they didn't take the risk the first time, yeah. Sorry. But you, how many years had you been going up to Edinburgh before that? Uh, that? That was my third third year in a row. I'd been previously, but I'd done two showcases. And the showcases were rough, if I'm honest. Like, I did the reserves in the Pleasance Dome, and it was like... You know, I, m I remember standing next to a bloke at the till. I was sorting out a comp, and this bloke just rocked up. It was nine o'clock, and he said to the girl on the till, Oh, everything's sold out. What's on? Because they have to sell the show, they went four up and coming comics, 
uh, really good. It's only it's only seven pound. And then she just pointed at me and went, "He's on it." <laughs> and he looked at me and went, um, "Are you any good?" And I just went, "Yeah." He just bought one, and I felt that was the audience for the whole run. It was just yeah. people that turned up Edinburgh, going, "Let's get, let's go see yeah. some comedy," and everything sold out. And so they go and see a showcase. But that, no, that is bizarre because Edinburgh. I find Edinburgh audience can be a bit tough because they're there to see comedy. They're not there to see you. And yeah. as you say, if they go, well, we, yeah, I've heard of him. We'll we'll take a chance. I'm not going. Oh, I can't wait to see what he's doing this year. But are you going to go up there f- uh, this year now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same room as well. So you're doing the free fringe. Yeah. And so, so that's quite literally at the end. You just say, "Give us what you like." Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. There's a bucket at the back, but the thing is, you, you do push. I think that. they'll all be used for the floods, so you're going to have to get some <laughs> other advice. <laughs> they um, I. But the thing, the thing is, it it makes sense to me simply because it's free. It, I, you know, I wrote, and I think it made me a better comic writing for a free show because. I knew what venue I was getting, but you only know that, say, February time. So whilst you're writing, you're not thinking maybe, oh, blackout there, sound there, I need quiet at that moment. You're writing thinking, I could be anywhere. So I specifically wrote a show where I need to plug in an iPod and everything I've got is in my bag and all I need is a mic, which I know is, you know, purists would say that's you don't need the bag or an ipod you just need the mic yeah but um do, do you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like but did, did you know individually who who actually gave the most at any one point during the run uh there was 20 quids in there sometimes that's nice yeah is it, but is it where they put 20 in and get 10 out or <laughs> <laughs> can you do that well you, i'm sure you, you can i remember like p- people came and like um I remember Russell Kane came because he's friends with um, my mate Greg, and so Greg told him to come along. And he he told me that he'd lost thousands of pounds doing his smallness show. Yeah, because he was doing it in a really tiny venue in the Pleasance, and he said he'd lost thousands promoting it because he was there was these huge posters for yeah, him. Yeah, but he shouldn't have promoted it then if he was doing a small room. Well, that's what that's what yeah. I mean. That's what I thought. But he, I remember him looking at the bucket, wondering. Come every night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm just I'm gonna sit at the back if that's all right. <laughs> By the bucket. He's got his own bucket. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that it was uh I don't I don't know, in my head I'm thinking if I do, do free now, then in years to come We'll fleece them. I could, I could charge them fifty quid. <laughs> so fifty quid and get the O two. <laughs> and so have you started writing the new show then? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it in Leicester on Saturday. Well, so you've got it written already? Well, it, there's a shape to it. Right. So is that how you work? Because, like, as I say, like, people still don't understand. Would you say you're a character comic? Um, well, the thing is, I, I, I wouldn't classify myself as that. That's what I thought, I, yeah. what I What I'm saying is pretty much true. And, like, I deliberately didn't give what I, I did a name. Like, I didn't call what whoever I'm playing on stage, Brian, for example. Yeah. Because then I didn't want it to be like, say, this year it doesn't go well, and people go, oh, you should really bring back uh, sure. Brian. So it, it's almost kind of like, do you know like the Peter Serafinowicz show? It's yeah. kind of, it's him, do you know like... Just various facets of yeah, your personality. exactly. You know, like, on stage, I mean, you're, I'm sure you're, you're, an, you're a 
you're an exaggeration of your own self. Yeah. So my exaggeration was to get that voice out of me. I had to kind of muck around by playing weird funk music and wearing a wig, and it kind of it wasn't the path I particularly maybe when I was growing up wanted. To, when, you know, when you start out listening to because you, you you had the teeth in as well, so that, that's just gone now for the next show, or will that be? Um. Well, I think well. well what I'm doing on Saturday, and if it changes, it changes, but it's the idea that I've created a monster and that I'm kind of Frankenstein trying to run away from it. Right. So uh, I'm kind of trying to write a show about how... Is this what I'm going to be remembered as? And so how, like, so at the moment it's just... Is it, is it slightly vague at the moment or have you got a whole structure for it? Is it yeah, no, there's a, there's a structure. So it's about, uh, at the moment... Again, this is what I'm doing on Saturday. Like in a couple of months' time, I might listen back to this and think. But it's about uh, being trapped because after Edinburgh, although it was great, I felt uh, really uh, it kind of scared me a little bit. If I'm what the success? The success? Absolutely, yeah. Well, everything was control. I had such control before Edinburgh, you know. Yeah. Like, because I wasn't working with anyone else, uh, and. When I came back from Edinburgh, it, it was far too overwhelming. But yeah, but again, it's, you can like you know. Obviously, people will try to get you to do things. We just say no. This is what I'm going to do. Like, are, they, are you trying to be pushed into projects that you don't particularly want to do? Well, not not that. It was, it was more I, like I had a full time job up until the end of October. What were you doing? I was a tour guide at, at the Houses of Parliament. It's all politics in this yeah. So so, <laughs> where do they let people in? There's only certain bits of the... Well, uh, that, 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 <laughs> that's a very good question. But basically, what you had to do sometimes is take people round when it was open, obviously, like, so before, on a Tuesday, before half ten in the morning. But then they made you take them round when they were working. And that means that no one sees anything. So you'd have tours going round, and you'd say, by the way, <laughs> you're not going to see the House of Commons or the House of How Lords. How do you get that job? Because I worked with an actor recently who does it, Alex McQueen, you know Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it. I don't know if he still does it. He no, not anymore. It. He's doing He's doing all right. No, he's doing all right. But he was doing it while he was doing all right as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he was in he the thick of it. He wouldn't answer me. I said to him, how do you get the job? He said, oh, I can't tell you. Was it Fisher Secrets? Yeah, I think it was. His girlfriend was my boss for years. But so how did you get the job then? <laughs> Are you allowed to tell anyone? Yeah, you apply, you apply on the internet. Mm. Well, this, this internet, yeah. I'm going to start. everywhere now. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be very handy it for is. a lot of stuff. <laughs> but, but did you have to do patter and stuff? No, I was, I was very, uh, very strict. But, but, but the thing is, you take kids round. I took kids round mostly. And right. I mean, you took like double foreign kids or no, 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 schools, schools, because they get they get to go free. Parliament pays for their travel to come, so a lot of them <laughs> get Parliament to pay for their travel. They come and see. Uh, like Billy Elliot and like kind of McDonald's for the week. Are you quite engaged politically? Um, uh, working there has has uh, focused me on certain things. Like I remember sitting up in the like, I sat up in the gallery and watched debates three times a week. And With all the kids around you going shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you bring them up. Right. Um, but I remember being there for like when uh, like the Hillsborough stuff, like when, when David Cameron talked about that. Um, and that, that, that made me realise the importance of the place. Mm. But at the same time, I've also seen... I mean, the, the, the biggest... Like, for example, the House of Lords. I thought, this is getting very dry, but... <laughs> I actually, I actually, I would defend that. I would defend that system. Um, before I were there, I didn't really know even what they did. Well, even the way they are elected. Well, they're not elected, just chosen, aren't they? 
Yeah. So you think that's a good way of doing it? I, uh... I think I the think House of so. Lords is yeah. good. I don't think elections are all that cracked up to me. Well, I just think... I think it's good to have a load of people who just go, you just tell us what you think. Because otherwise you're going to elect... If you stand for stuff like that, like you say, it should rule you out, shouldn't it? Well, I don't know, I just... It feels like it's a class system in place. <laughs> I, I well, there is. I, yeah, but you that. yeah. So I, I don't really like that. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Um, if they had the odd bin men, you know, saying yeah. you're a lord now as well. I don't want to know. What, why would you do that? Because then you get sense of more stinking. Uh, well, obviously that you'd have a wash, oh, right, okay. and he wouldn't be like in his overalls. He just like happens to be a bin man. How much? Yeah, how much money? But that's like one of the when you grow up. It's like I'm never going to grow up, John. <laughs> I've no plans to do that. Like bin men, that, like there's a, the myth, not the myth, but the thing was that they're on a lot of money. Mm. I, I, when I was at college, I did it for a whole term. I don't think bin men normally work in terms. What actually <laughs> on, uh, on the truck? Easter term. <laughs> I take a year out. We're the bin men. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got on the truck. Yeah, in Egham. Right. I was at. It was fantastic. At four o'clock in the morning. It was fantastic because I knew I was going to not be a bin man. <laughs> was the main reason it was a good job. <laughs> But yeah, I get up at four o'clock in the morning, get on the truck with the blokes, and you go around. And you don't th- well, you know what you do, doesn't he? Explaining. Well, yeah. And then you're, you're done by nine thirty, and you're in the pub well, at eleven. Our bin don't come till about midday, so I don't know. Have they changed the rules? This is the eighties. But I had to go back for a Latin grammar. Did you uh, go through the stuff though, and get some? Uh, go through the bins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I assume people throw out. There were uh, student grants then. No, but no. Surely, like. You hear things about you'd be like, "Hey, you'd be surprised what people throw out." Yeah, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> so you but they did. They did. There was a whole move. A lot of the guys did do that. Yeah, they did. When they, when you go back to the main centre, that they have a look. Yeah, I didn't. And, I was, and I was, what, you know. what did they ever find? Mainly old tins of beans. <laughs> what on open though? This, pre, this was pre-recycling, of course. Harvest festival. Yeah. See, would you not like one of those guys in the House of Lords? No, they were horrible, and their politics were terrible. <laughs> what, left-wing? <laughs> no, they were really, really right-wing. Right, so... Uh, it's well, a big error, everyone thinks. <laughs> Get the bin men in, they're all going to be socialists. I'm not, not so saying... Much. I'm on just one, one bin man. One bin man. Yeah, <laughs> just... And so did you and have... Milkman, and also, they leave at, also, they leave at 9.30. <laughs> Well, yeah, cause, so basically, they when a law goes by, they have to okay it. They, they can veto it. They yeah. can stop it passing three times. So, for example, yesterday, House of Commons voted, uh, they passed no smoking in cars with kids. Right. With, ki- with kids in the car. Yeah. No. Um, so uh, <laughs> so I, I saw people on Facebook going, I can't believe they passed the law! And it's like, well, no, it has to... It hasn't gone. It hasn't it. gone anywhere. Yeah, like, there's loads could... of old blokes smoking kids' cars. <laughs> the kids are sort of saying, <laughs> yeah, "No, you're not doing that." Yeah, that's, all that's going to be is a load of people saying to the kids, "Doc, <laughs> I'm having a fire. Get down on the ground." <laughs> because they can't enforce that. Are they going to just be spot checking? No, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I don't agree with it, but the idea is that, like, so things like uh, the fox hunting ban and uh, the NHS—they're not allowed to smoke in front of kids the... either. <laughs> Yeah, foxes in cars. Foxes, people have it in for foxes, haven't they? <laughs> they won't let them do anything these days. Because they're, they're rife around London as well. Yeah. A lot of the time you, go, you think it's a cat, you know, on the wall there's about four foxes just going. You see, actually, they go through the bins as I well. I was about to say, they're, yeah, right. they're proper bin men. Yeah. 
And they, they do it much earlier than my bin, man. <laughs> they can get the stuff out straight away. <laughs> I'm a fox in there, so lots of... Well, yeah, because some of them dress like foxes anyway, don't they? Like, again, but this is all I... This is what I thought. But, like, you know, that's, that's once a year. Is it a fancy dress day? <laughs> no, that's, that's the only day they film, though, isn't it? So once a year... All the rest of the time they're in jeans and <laughs> bin overalls. <laughs> you know, they're on... Um, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, uh, it's, yeah, but so, so they only dress like that once a year. Yeah, for the o- opening of Parliament. Right. So when the Queen comes, they dress like that. But they all can't fit in there anyway. There's over eight hundred of them. And does the Queen think they all dress like that all all year round? She's really proud. Well, yeah, like the Queen thinks the whole world smells like, like fresh paint, doesn't she? Oh. Kind of. Uh, she she doesn't. <laughs> she says the smell's probably gone now. To be fair, <laughs> she's getting on a bit, isn't she? Eighty six. Heavy, heavy smoker. Well, no, all she smells is... I've got dogs. It's like, all she ever smells is kind of dog residue. Horse. No, she's got about 15 corgis, hasn't she? And horses. She and, must stink. Yeah, and swans, all, all the yeah. swans are. That's, that's, they passed that law, didn't they, that all the swans belong to the Queen? Yeah, so it's illegal to kill a swan. It's illegal to kill a swan. Because it's... I think that's reasonable. Well, yeah, it should be. <laughs> but even, even in self-defence. <laughs> you know, I think... That's well, a good law. I don't think people should go around killing swans for whatever the reason I is. I can't go out and kill a swan. <laughs> it's yeah. just bloody yeah. house of lords. Yeah. But, and so did you have a favourite uh, politician in there, then? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, uh, there's a chap called Peter Bone. He's a conservative. Hates Europe. <laughs> <laughs> can't Never stand goes. What did, you, goes did you drop uh, an atlas one day and went, Oh, get that away from me! <laughs> Get those maps. <laughs> so, like, is he? Did he just tell you this, or is no? He, he just stands up every. He stands up every time he gets a chance. But he he always, whenever so, for example, prime minister's questions, he always asks a question to the prime minister if he's picked from the viewpoint of his wife. So he stands up and says, "I was sitting at the breakfast table uh, this morning, and my wife turned to me and said, what is the prime minister doing about his deputy?'" Because he also hates Nick Clegg, right. and then uh, and then you know everybody uh, pisses himself. Like, like a couple of months ago, they did a debate on a Friday, and Friday debates are basically the mad ones, where uh, it's called a private members' bill, and only it, that basically means one MP can go. Can we have a debate about this? And they go, yeah. <laughs> and so Peter, Peter Bone had a debate about uh, <laughs> it was a list of if the prime minister dies. Who's next? <laughs> but they kept on going, and he'd written a list of about 12. And there's a g- of his possible candidates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a guy in there called Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah, uh, I've heard. Who is... He looks like a Dickensian Yeah, character. yeah, he is uber-Tory. Yeah. To the point where it's brilliant. Hmm. And, like, David Cameron hates him, because obviously he's trying to... He, 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 there's a lot of hate in this uh, he, House of Parliament. Well, he's the opposite of what David Cameron wants people to know about the Tories. So right. what's funny is if you actually see him talk, he sits at the furthest end of the chamber that he can possibly sit. He sits right at the end. And there was having this, Peter Bone and him were having this debate, and there was only three people in the House of Commons about... And you. And Yeah, I'm sitting up there. But it was a debate. And so Peter Bone wrote the list of 12 people, he thinks, if the Prime Minister dies... Nick Clegg dies, if George Osborne dies. But they kept on going, and then when they ran out of 12, they went, well, who's number 13? <laughs> and it just kept on going. So was, it, was, was there anyone ridiculous towards the end of the list? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> they started suggesting themselves, but then the speaker stood up and was like... Can we go home now? <laughs> yeah, but it was kind of like, you can't... Are you suggesting that you're Prime Minister? And then they, everyone just kind of started laughing at the absurdity of this so debate. So there's no filter on what they can debate. You can, they can walk, if you're an MP, you can walk in on a Friday and say... If you've got enough people to what back... What are you going to do about can, David Moyes? If you've got enough... <laughs> if you get, He'll be free soon. <laughs> was an MP tabled a question that Alex Ferguson would become... Um, like a lord and things like that. Whether it goes on to be debated isn't. Well, it, it depends on if people want to listen to it. Right. But haven't they got the same system that they have in America now? That if you get a certain amount of people in a petition, it has to be brought up. If you get hundred thousand signatures to number ten, yeah. it has to be talked about in committee or even the chamber. Because they didn't they, in America. They, they they've just brought it in recently. I think in America, and they did that. Uh, to get um, Justin Bieber uh, deported. Yeah. I think it was like over 100,000. I think it's Bieber. What did I say? <laughs> I thought like, it said Bieber. Well, I'm obsessed by foxes and, uh, <laughs> and wildlife, Bieber. swans. and I, I'm, I'm very glad I don't know what his is name it, is. Justin, thanks Justin, for making me feel foolish. Justin Bieber gets kicked out of his house in America. He's like, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Have I done? <laughs> We've got a petition, mate. <laughs> but so you're going to miss those, those days then. Well, the, the thing is, it's an institution. It's, it was like leaving prison. You know at the end of Shawshank when he walks out? That oh, walk well, out. thanks for spoiling it for everyone. <laughs> no, yeah. no, the old bloke. The old bloke walks out and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, it's happened, you know, in old sitcoms, they all, uh, they all walk out of a prison and look around and like they get on the wrong bus and forget. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they've walked out to a different world. They look at a phone and go, what's that? <laughs> They look at chocolate. I love it like that. <laughs> <laughs> look at chocolate. Because <laughs> it, it's so institutionalised, you know, bells bells ring at exactly the same time. Once a year. Well, once a year a bell rings. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, it's hard to get the, the sounds and the, right. the rhythms of the place out of you. Well, I'd never have thought of it like that. So it's just... Are you sure that's not tinnitus that you have? It's <laughs> <laughs> ringing in my ear. <laughs> All um, the time. <laughs> What is this constant ring? Oh yes, where I used to work. Because um, how often does uh, how often does this big bang go off? <laughs> four it, times, four times an hour. That's it. So just every quarter hour, or is, it, is it even something every, weird? Every quarter hour, right? Yeah. And just one little. No, no, no. Plays old, <laughs> plays old tune, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what jingle bells? <laughs> um, so, and so, but so that's it now. No more full time work for you. No, no. It's. Um... Yeah, comedy. that's a big move for you. But the, yeah, that's kind of what I meant about the whole. Uh, it's been scared. The shift, like it doesn't matter what change you go through; it could be the best change in, in your life, but it's still a change. And so it just took me a while to adjust. But what, like, did you always want to be a comic? Yeah, yeah. And so, did you? Were you always doing things in that manner even then? At like, sc- yeah, at school, I, I, I kind of wrote sketches and, and, and performed stuff, and then I started doing comedy at uni, and then since two thousand and. Always on your own, or? Uh, uh, well, at uni we kind of created a club. Um, the Bullington. Jack, the Bullington Club, yeah. Um, Tom Moran and uh, Jack called John Britton and Pat Cahill, we all created this comedy club. And um, and then when I graduated in 2008, I just started from there, really. And so, but did you ever do, like, straight stand-up, or was it always, yeah, I'm going to kind of do these variations on... But yeah, what, I, what, you, what you saw, I, I started... I did my first hour of comedy ever this time last year, and it was the first time I did what you saw. But because what, what I really liked, and I, I kind of think I said it to you afterwards, was, uh, who are these 15 cousins? Um, 
Are they here all night? <laughs> I, I remember uh, saying, uh, like, it's like, because, like, obviously, some people just go, oh, yeah, it's wacky. Like, all those crap words that people use when they don't really understand stuff. But I found it extremely soulful. Well, like, I mean, a lot of it is true. Um, as in, you know, I, I don't know. I, you, have you, have you heard, um, you know, Richard Pryor's Mudbone? You know when he does that character? Yeah, this old, the old guy. This yeah. old guy. Yeah. And if you listen to the, the audience, they they, all, they give it a reverence. Mm. And it, I don't understand. I, I don't understand what makes it so powerful. Well, is, is truthful it, stuff people still love to hear. Yeah, but it, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I think I, I mentioned this earlier. You, you don't set out to. I didn't set out to. I, obviously, I put the wig and all that stuff on, and everything. Everything but was a decision I made. It's kind of anti-material as well, because you do that joke about Woody Allen as well. Yeah, which uh, kind of went interesting. Yeah, but that was great <laughs> around the end of the run. Yeah, because what? In what way? Well, I go. Uh, I, I go. You know, I, go, I say. You know, the great comics, people like Woody Allen, and this was just at the time when uh, Dylan Farrow <laughs> wrote. Mm. Did you don't have the internet? Do you? No. She wrote. She wrote a letter saying that he you must know about this. Well, no, what? Oh, uh, this, this, yeah, go on. What's that, happening? That, that, what, what's happening in the world? He molested his daughter. Allegedly. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. misheard. Yeah. So whenever I me- when I mentioned him, course, there was just yeah. this. Which is weird. <laughs> there's weird. a slight tension. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, the the whole idea that he says in that is um the quote that I use is him saying, uh, "You got to rely on you being a funny person." And then the material follows. Obviously, I there was someone wrote a review saying that I compared myself to Woody Allen, which she obviously didn't hear the the end bit where I go, yeah, but he he has the material, like yeah. so the setup <laughs> being that kind of odd. But um, <laughs> and so how how are you adjusting to like pretty much not doing anything during the day? Oh, it took me a long. I mean, it was difficult. But you, you're coping, okay? I'm all right now. Yeah. I recommend the bins. Have you, uh, <laughs> yeah, just a part-time job? Yeah. Well, you say, you, you joke about that, but I, I I might go back to doing tours part-time. Just because it's like... Because cu- the noises, you're missing the noises. Well, it's just the bells. <laughs> They'll be like, it's yeah, an, I'll buy you a bell if you want. <laughs> just walk around like a, like a mayor. <laughs> um, but no, it's only an hour off in the morning, so... But do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, but have, you, have you started going into watching daytime TV and stuff now? Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like ITV4, Cheers reruns. Yeah, nah, that's that's the beginning of the end. But are you quite disciplined with the writing as well, though? But again, this is all stuff that I've had to learn, because the the show that you saw was a reaction against work. Right. You know what I mean? And so the next one is reaction against fame. Yeah, in a way. I'm writing your blurb for you here, aren't I? But fame is what Gervais called his third... (laughs) It's third hour. It's not. Um, it's not. Uh, it's it's about it, yeah. The the show that I did last year was a comp, you know, I worked eight hours a day and then at night for ten fifteen minutes, you know, you did it just a mad yeah thing. So now it's like you spend a day on your own and then for fifteen minutes do a mad thing. But do you live on your own and stuff. No, but you know, no one's in there at work. Okay, is these flatmates? Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of, when they come in, you go, what, how was work today? What did you do? I've, I've been watching Cheers. <laughs> it's, you joke, but it's, uh, 
It is like that. But the thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't know now whether they, they, they come... I'm just trying to work it all out still. Well, look, the laundrette, uh, the laundrette, you know, it's it's nice in there. Well, you it's haven't warm. got a washing machine in your no, house. The, the dryer, it's right. warm in there. The rhythms, yeah, it's been getting the, you, the sounds. Yeah. I'm gonna like we're gonna have to finish now, but I suggest you buy yourself a pair of headphones and uh, listen to some tunes because I think you need to be hearing things all the time, John. <laughs> just big bed on loop. Maybe. Well. I'm, I'm, think of worse but listen thank you so much for coming in just uh quickly uh ruben castro uh the pet exterminator is coming in it's just because uh, like with the floods and stuff they're saying is he all, really a pet yeah yeah it's uh it's it's all pretty much uh like insects apparently moving indoors have you any any problems with this yourself at the moment uh some scaffolding was put up outside of my house recently. by by ants uh by- that, that'd be bin men doing, doing nixes. <laughs> yeah, but apparently mice can run up the scaffolding and down the chimney. Is that just not a song? <laughs> yeah, there is actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's, an old, it's an old fifties. Uh... So no, no, it's true. They can go. They can do that. Have you? We had them, up and they did exactly that. Came down the yeah. chimney. Well, see, I, I, I did have a cat. She died, but I had two dogs and a cat. And a mouse came in once, very brave, considering I've got an army of animals. But the cat just kind of went, all right, and kind of pointed yeah, to the dog. Yeah, it's a dogs. big myth that cats get rid of mice, apparently. The bloke told us that, the exterminator came around and said, it's not true. It's a myth. It's a myth. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Well, we got, well, we'll ask. Ru- Ruben Castle, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, first question, is it a myth that um, cats will not chase mice? Mine do. Mine are really friendly. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming in. Really appreciate your time. That's the uh, end of the uh, podcast. <laughs> Under the radar. Uh, thank you so much, John and Ash. Uh, this has been a Dogs in the Field Productions, and thank you again to uh, Maple Street Studios. Ruben, thanks very much for your time. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.